The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Scream for Me, Winnipeg! Episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 694. And I'm Snowy White. And dear listeners, I'm Aaron. And this episode is brought to you by True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com Go there. Subscribe. You'll never run out of coffee and not only will you not run out of coffee, you'll get not one, but two great bands every month. Maybe you're not ready to subscribe yet. At least go to truecoatcoffee.com, get on the email list, and then you'll be aware of all the things we're aware of. Mm-hmm. You'll be in the inner circle. I, you, nobody could see the air quotes I made. I, <laughs> I love that I do that. You know, like, like we're talking about holding the invisible grapefruit while we do this uh-huh. stuff too. Like, but um, anyway, you'll be in the inner circle because you'll know about great things they do at Halloween, like the slasher series of mugs and the different band logos. You'll know about the midnight uh, coffee collaboration and the pre-order, mm-hmm. and I believe it's all sold out at this point. So if you haven't gotten on the email list, you've missed out, but that's okay because there's always next month. So, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Dude, <laughs> I have had my guitar in pieces. Um, okay. Did I tell you the story about the telly? No. So, I bought this Telecaster last June. And okay. total rookie mistake on my part. Um, I get it, I pull it out, I play it, plays awesome. So I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, I'm not going to worry about, you know, plugging it in because never had a guitar not plug in. I, I, and I always plug everything in. I don't know why. I really do not know why I did not plug this one in. And um, for whatever reason, I didn't. And then when I finally did, uh, the pickup's not working. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, the the neck pickup works great, but it was the bridge pickup, which is what I use a lot. And what mm-hmm. was really funny is four of the uh, six pole pieces uh, worked, but just two of them were quieter. 
So um, basically, all my four low strings, which, you know, for metal, that's really all I need anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Those were working just fine. But the other ones, um, bad. So I finally decided to go through the warranty process. We talked about it. You know, I said, hey, what do we do? They're like, well, you could go to this place. It's like two hours from you, and they'd handle the warranty service. Or you could send it back to us, and we handle it. You pay shipping one way. The cost of shipping a guitar is the same cost as a new pickup. So I bought a new pickup. Oh. And it's right upgraded, on. and it's going to sound awesome. I'm, like, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and because right. like a new pickup is really pretty badass, you know? Sounds like a great pickup. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Well, that's, and then like my wife's wife and I have been joking about stuff. She's like, "You bought a truck?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't bought a truck." But like anyone who doesn't know anything about guitars, they're gonna be like, "What do you mean you got a pickup? Is it an F one fifty? You know that kind of stuff." So <laughs> you, you ever know. see that that meme going around on the interwebs? Well, on face on Facebook especially, where it's a uh, it's a guitar shop clerk saying, "For an extra five bucks, we'll uh, we'll print you out a receipt for the it matches." For, yeah, yeah. What you told your wife you, you told paid. Wife you paid for. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you ever in that situation? No. No. No, because it, it's it it does me no good to um, say things like that because I talk about the guitar so often. There um, you go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no. no. And, and the thing is, like, also, before I make a guitar purchase, um, it is months, dude. And uh -huh. I mean months. Um, like, I, I don't just dive into these things, you know. Mm -hmm. like, like, I am doing research. I'm talking to my wife about it. I'm thinking, okay, you know, am I really going to like this? Can I find one to play? If I can't find one to play, what's the return policy? Do I really think it's going to be that great of a guitar? And like this, this Telecaster that I'm working on literally right now as we speak, I'm stringing it. Um, I like this one because it is like what they call the classic Vibe 50. So it's made, it's made by Fender, but it's their Squire line, which is their cheaper line. Mm -hmm. But the Squire line in recent years has just gotten sick with quality, like in a good way. And um, so it's one of those things where it's like, man, uh, you know, for the price they're offering, it looks great. And it it's exactly the look I wanted. Like, like when I think of a Telecaster, I think of Bruce Springsteen. And it's mm -hmm. not beat up like that, but it's got that faded you, yellowish. You can see the grain through the finish. And that's what I wanted. And um, that's that's what this is, you know. So it's it's been really good. It plays plays great. It's harder to play than my Strat, which is good because it's actually a little bit of a workout. But it's also supposed to because it's a different guitar, you know. So mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing. So like different <coughs> guitars play different ways, just like different cars drive different ways, you know. Well, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> just like every every remote control is different. Yeah. Like, you know your remote exactly okay. you go to pick up your buddy's remote and you're looking at it you're like uh, where's the button where's this that yours you just you're just you, it's muscle memory for sure that's a really great analogy that i think i'm going to steal for work someday ah because at work we're always trying to come up with ways to help people relate to stuff and that's, oh, okay that, that's a good one dude it is it is like yeah that. yeah uh we've got 
quite an interesting show for everyone this week. As you may recall, last episode, I had mentioned that upcoming was the evening with Bruce Dickinson show coming through my neck of the woods. Yes. That has happened. It was a fantastic show, and I can't wait to get into a deep dive about it in tonight's discussion. But before we kind of get there, we got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning to do. I want to say hello and horns up to our good buddy and good friend of the show, Mr. Ninja Cat Phil, who is just going by his nickname... You know, he volunteers with me with uh, at Ninja Cat Productions, bringing all these wicked concerts in that we talk about. Well, Mr. Phil is tying the knot tomorrow as we speak. Him and his lovely fiance Diana, who is also a really good friend of mine as well. They are they're taking the plunge, and we are so happy. So we want to say congratulations and horns up. We can't Heck wait. Yes. We can't. I can't wait for the reception tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> shall we say like the ceremony will be good. I'm waiting for the reception. Okay, when the lemmies will be flowing, and the karaokeing shall be done. Okay, and this is kind of going to be a surprise because, but this will by the time this goes to air, the whole thing will have already happened. But my nickname for Phil and Diana is Jack and Diane after the John Cougar song. You know, like just when casually referring to them as a couple, I refer to them as Jack and Diane. Well, I am assuming the karaoke machines have that song. I was hoping you were going to tell me you are going to sing them a little ditty. Well, it will be that. It will be that. For sure, for sure. And I'm definitely, I think maybe a Deep Purple song might be appropriate as well because today march 25th okay as we speak 50 years ago the classic machine head record was released wow yeah really? 50 years ago today dude so yeah when you're uh so everyone uh be sure to pull out your copy of machine head and give it a spin one of the all-time Great records, happy birthday, and horns up. And kind of as a side note, this came to my attention earlier today. Another another buddy of mine, Mr. Wes Tully, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, it's about our age. Okay, yeah, born in 71. He um, He's a member of the uh, Bleeding Old Blood Skate Club that I belong to. Rock on. As well, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, he told me today that the, the 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 fire at Montrose that inspired the Smoke on the Water song, yeah, happened December third, nineteen seventy one. No way. That was his. That was his first birthday. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's crazy yeah. because I was born December twenty seventh, nineteen seventy one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, yeah. that's like really close. Like, man. So close. that 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 fire is just a couple of days older than you are. Wow. Yeah. But it's and it's fun to have like a piece of rock and roll history that close. You know. Oh, definitely. Not like I definitely. would have done anything at like a day old, but you know, <clears throat> still fun. 
Yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe I'd share that with all our listeners because everyone likes little little nuggets, little tidbits. Oh, all yes. That comes so to all of our favorite music. We need to back up to Jack and Diane for a minute. Because okay. when you first said, you know, Ninja Cat Phil, and then you say, yeah, and, you know, you're probably guessing by his nickname. This is the kind of week I've had. I'm like, Phil's his nickname? <laughs> I kid you not, dude. That's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Let's get this party started a little bit early, shall we say, in, with our mandatory metal segment for true cavalt coffee on tour right now i believe i believe the tour is still going on but obituary is out with midnight when the clock strikes when the clock strikes yeah yeah they'll be on tour um one of the one of the support bands with them on that tour this is this is this band for a young band just starting out this is like the, winning the heavy metal lottery. Oh, yeah. You know, get, getting on a tour like this. Well, 200 stab wounds have got got the, got the got tapped to support, and they're out there living the rock and roll dream. So, for true Cavalt coffee, this is 200 stab wounds with Slave to the Scalpel.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right, so let me get to my list because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, are you familiar? I feel like we've talked about these guys, the surf rock band Messer Chups. Messer Chups, no. Yeah, M E S S E R Chups. They're they're a horror surf rock rockabilly kind of band. Okay. Um, they have a new album out called probably two weeks old by the time no maybe three weeks by the time people hear this. No, maybe only two. Okay. But it's called Visiting the Skeleton in the Closet. It's uh-huh. fantastic. It's one of those things where I had liked something by them or maybe I followed them on Apple Music and it popped up because like every week I check for new music and what sucks, and I mean this really, really sucks, is that um, there's not a easily searchable category for the stuff that I like. I, I, like they have the metal category, but we've talked about the joke that that is where, you know, they don't know where to put half these artists. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so let's see here. I feel like there's something on here. Mad Monster Party, Bumble Boogie, Dracula Hates Killer Icicles. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just fun. It's fun. It's it's rockabilly. It's horror. You know, it's like the psychabilly horror punk kind of stuff, and it's just super fun. Now, for anyone who wants to give me shit, because I think these guys were based out of Russia, possibly. Um, Let's remember the talk we had last week that artists make next to nothing. You know, mm-hmm. you're punishing the wrong people if you're going to you know, yeah, punish this yeah. man. And you got to remember exactly how many people in Russia are protesting the war. They don't want this. They think Putin's an asshole. Yeah, and the punks are the ones who, that are definitely uh, leading the charge there. So mm-hmm. so that, that was one. And then I want to ask you about an album. Because my kids... Was it my kids? Why, man? I it, it, this has been a crazy week. I've listened to a lot of music, but um, I'm also just you know all over the place. Um, do you remember an album called Saturday Morning's Greatest Hits or Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits? No, but I want it already. Okay, you've seriously never heard of this album? I. No, but okay. So I will have to see about uh, getting you a copy and transferring it to you because you're not going to find it. I mean, you might find it in the used bins, but okay. um, it was released in '95, and it's probably exactly what you're thinking. A mm-hmm. bunch of um, basically alt rock bands at the time that were popular were covering all the Saturday morning theme songs from when we were kids. Right. So Ah, um, do you remember the banana splits? Um, Not, not at the time, not, not at the time I've heard about that, 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 that one later on into my adulthood up here in Canada. I just, we just never had that. Okay. Well that uh, for anyone who's not familiar with it, essentially picture seventies, theme park mascots right so like budget disney characters you mm-hmm. know and and they were the main part of this show and they even went to like a theme park and they just do this crazy stuff so that's on there um the speed racer theme song is on there by sponge okay um sugar sugar from the archies is done oh, right by on. mary lou lord and semisonic okay um let's see here scooby-doo by matthew sweet 
um, Josie and the Pussycats, the Bugaloos, um, Underdog. Oh, okay. The, now, guess who's doing the Underdog theme? Oh. Billy Pumpkins. No, but not okay. bad. Um, butthole Surfers. <laughs> it's All right. great. It's great. Um, they have Helmet doing Gigantor. Um, the Ramones doing the Spider-Man theme. Of course, yeah. And then this is probably one of my absolute favorites from here. But do you remember a cartoon called Johnny Quest? Um, I didn't watch it because I, I guess that was after my time. <sighs> they were like the they're, same they're, age. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a, a yeah, but didn't that come late later on? Well, like, no, so no, it it's been it rebooted wasn't in the early eighties. It's oh no, this is in the seventies. Like it was like seventies. I was watching this. Oh, like, okay. No, I don't. I thought maybe I'm. Oh, I'm thinking of Johnny Bravo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. that's not on here. No, no. Okay, no, I never got Johnny Quest. Definitely. Yeah. But Johnny Quest was like an action-adventure kind of uh, cartoon. It was always fun. Um, but the Reverend Horton Heat is oh. covering that. And it's, okay. it's a killer theme song. But then, because it's like a serious, like, kind of jazz kind of thing. And, like, they're, they're tearing it up. They're doing a killer job with it, right? But mm-hmm. then they go in to stop that pigeon from the Wacky Races. Or, no, it's not Wacky Races. Heck. It was the show called Stop the Pigeon? But it, it was Dastardly and Muttley. And they are in their fantastic, oh. fabulous flying machines. Oh, Dick Dastardly. The, the, the racing. Yeah. Well, well so Wacky Races was one of them. Well, but that, this was yes. before the Wacky Races. But it's oh, the okay. same character. Um, okay. Let's see here. And then the other one, and this was also a highlight, is the band Face to Face doing Popeye the Sailor. Oh, I'm sold. Yeah, like, like seriously, it's it's fantastic if you can find it. Um, but I I sat down listening to the whole thing this week. And I'm like, shit, this is really good. Like I loved it then. We're bringing face to face to this summer. Are you? Oh, yeah. oh I'm. You, you know, need to request I'm, it. I'm telling the band. Yeah, yeah, Popeye for sure. Yeah, yeah you got to ask because it's just killer. Um, so. Listening to that CD took me back to my college years because, you know, my college years spanned almost the entire decade of the 90s. Um, <laughs> but I had a professor and I, I wanted to ask if you had anybody like this in your life. So I'm like in my, you know, 20s at this point. And um, he, I can't remember what it was because he was a professor of music. He was, um, I think, a vocal professor or something like that so like you know singer and very schooled in opera and whatever other classical choir or choral type music right um but you know he was listening to country i'm like oh you listen to country he's like oh don't worry you know when you get older you will too oh Um, i've heard that before yeah, yeah like yeah you'll stop listening to this metal stuff and I am proud to say that here I am at 50, still listening to this metal stuff. Um, and I still don't listen to country. Like, I, I can actually tolerate certain country songs nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. there are some good songs out there that I do appreciate. 
Um, but for the most part, I'm not going to put on a country album. Now, where I have like definitely expanded is um, I've really started to appreciate hip-hop way more than I ever did. Okay. You know, and so I'm listening to way more ranges of hip-hop. Like, I was just listening to, discovered... I don't know if this is like an electro hip hop or maybe they're just called electronica, but I discovered this artist called Black Emoji, B-L-A-K Emoji, not remotely metal. But if you're looking for something just fun, check out their latest record. It's real edgy electronica and it's fun. It's really, really good stuff. I've but never yeah. even heard of them, no. Um, I hadn't either. I was sitting down reading an industry magazine for recording because um, I'm trying to like sharpen my skills here. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, who's this? I should go listen. So it's kind of the, you know one of those things. But yeah, so I am proud to say that I still listen to metal. As um, I'm going to get into that here in a minute. Um, but I see I, I have the Tele pickup on here. Everybody knows about that because I've been stringing this guitar on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I texted you about this this morning. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but Dream yeah. Widow. Dude, right, right. I I can't wait till you can hear it. I, so when when you see the see the album for it, let me let me see if I can pull up the album cover here real quick. When you see the album cover, you're just gonna chuckle because it's just a big pentagram. And if I would have really paid attention, I would have noticed that it's the same like um, uh, analog tape canister that Dave Grohl's used on stuff before. But, you know, we've been talking about Studio 666, right? Mm-hmm. Like the horror movie the Foo Fighters put out. Mm-hmm. But I just see this album cover with a pentagram and a logo I can't read. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's a logo I can't read. I bet Snowy will love this. I'm going to put this one on first. <laughs> I didn't read anything else. And if I would have actually paid attention, it even says Dream Widow and Foo Fighters, which I would have been even more concerned but i put on the opening track i'm like holy shit like wow like this is intense like from the first song i'm like snowy's gonna love this album and mm-hmm. then it just keeps getting better and better and then i can't remember at what point i happened to glance down and saw foo fighters i'm like what and at first i thought it was like maybe on a song and then i'm looking i'm like oh i bet this is for the um, you know, for the St- Studio Six 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 movie, mm-hmm. and and that's yeah, it's all this tie-in stuff. So, guys, it is fantastic. You'll never know it's the Foo Fighters. Like, if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't have known. If I was just put it on, you'd be like, dude, this is great. Mm-hmm. I I I gotta just like salute Dave Grohl because that motherfucker can play anything he wants. Like he can, like he can, legit, yeah. like doesn't matter. Like if he wants to play it, he's gonna make it happen. And it's just phenomenal. Like, seriously, like I was telling you earlier, this is probably my record of the year. Like, right I, on, I right loved on, it that on. much. Like, I'm just like, man, this is great. The grooves, the hard vocals. And then they even do like, like almost like some harmony vocals later. Like about mid album, once I knew it was the Foo Fighters, I could recognize their harmonies, you know, but had I not, I was just like, well, that's weird. It sounds like the Foo Fighters, you know? Right. And then check this out. I I discovered another band because after this album finished, my autoplay kicked in. Um, Abhoria. Abhoria. Have you heard of them? Okay. Dude, I can't remember the track that they played. It's in my history somewhere. It's killer. So I need to go like discover that band. Like, wow, that was great. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. There yeah. are prosthetic records. Good it, okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotta definitely give that a spin. So it's been super fun, super fun day of music. Uh, Animals as leaders has a new album out, and that's right. all instrumental. That was killer too. It, it, the fun part about them is it's like ah, Primus meets um, Dillinger Escape Plan as an instrumental band. Ah, like that's kind of okay. what it sounds like to me, but. I've been waiting for this. I couldn't believe it was going to make it just in time. It re- it literally arrived maybe an hour or two before we started recording. Here you oh. hear this. There we go. I have in my hot little hands, to quote Snowy, my first installment of the 2022 Metallica Vinyl Club. Oh, okay. Holy what do we got? Holy shit. Okay, hang on. Check this out. Okay. Uh, it's Blackened 2020. Let me turn this over here. Um, it says Blackened 2020, original version available on Injustice for All, originally released Metallica, blah, blah. Recorded know. remotely via Zoom at each man- band member's home studio and assembled at HQ. And that explains the cover. So it's the Injustice for All cover, but in front of it, you basically see what looks like an iPad and a Zoom meeting. <laughs> and then they just had like LJKR, which now I get it. You know, Lars, James, Kirk, and Robert. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then on side B, oh. Check this out. So on side B, they're doing Blackened Live, and that that's typically like something they'll do. Like I'm I'm kind of excited we have some of this studio recorded too, because that's new for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep in mind I haven't opened this up to see what anything looks like yet. But uh, also on side B, and I I'm kind of surprised, but check this shit out. Um, apparently they covered Wood. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I can't wait to hear this. It says, originally released in 2020 by Metallica on the Mopop Founders Award honoring Alice in Chains, which I do not remember. Um, A benefit for the Museum of Pop Culture compilation album. Recorded remotely via Zoom at each band member's home and assembled at HQ. Fine. All right. Let me get my little pocket knife here and let's crack open and see what this vinyl looks like. Um... I think I told you, they switched to 12-inch singles, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's already what I was hoping for, because it's not a tiny little piece of art. It's album art. And these guys know how to do album art. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Oh, this is fun. Okay. All right, hang on here. Let's pull this sucker open. No way. Okay, they included, and um, I will put pictures up on this somehow. They included a blackened 2020 <coughs> slipcover. Oh. Uh, like, or slip mat for your turntable. I'm like, right. oh, holy shit. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right it, it's like ghost green and black. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right, so let's see here. So that was that. All right, now here's... Oh, whoa. Okay, let me get to the vinyl. Dude, dude. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, 
I enjoyed the Vinyl Club the first year, especially with all the shit that went wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely gave us a lot of fodder for this show. Well, yeah. And I mean, I'm just proud to be able to say that I was, uh, you know, part of this club from the beginning, saw it through all its rocky starts. All right. So the vinyl itself is your standard black vinyl. I mean, it's a high quality vinyl, but there's there's nothing fancy on that. Um, But inside, is this a poster? Is this a booklet? Or is this? No, this is just a really nice jacket. Oh, wow. So it comes in a standard like white jacket, but then they made a separate jacket printed with the um, with art that's like the uh, the band on a Zoom meeting recording. Um, okay. And then it explains on the back, it says, James had an idea. It kind of came out of nowhere. We were knocking on the door of the pandem- pandemic and had been somewhat inactive as a band for six to nine months. And it just started connecting again via Zoom. James suggested we take a Talica song, give it a once-over reworking, and kind of throw it out there to the world without any fuss or fanfare. An additional internal dare was that we would pass the song from one band member to the other with no one knowing... Oh, okay, with no one knowing which track was coming. Okay, that's fun. That's super fun. This is obviously a fresh approach, an exciting approach, and a very apropos approach considering the state of the world in April 2020. As you may know by now, taking a metallic song, stripping it completely down to its bones, and reimagining it is one of our very favorite guilty pleasures, and this version of Blackened will forever be tied to a very awkward and particularly uncertain moment in time. Mm -hmm. We found that having music to fall back on in those instances provides an incredible sense of comfort and well-being, Lars. So For sure. There for you sure. have it. Th- this, wow. And that's the first thing they did for this year. And um, to their credit, it actually showed up um, in 2022. Look at that. Holy shit. Because <laughs> that's, that's the best part. Like the, 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 ver- the first vinyl club, I think you could start enrolling in... It was either like late December, early 2019, or early just 2020. Because I, I think it closed in like January, February. And I went ahead and did it for the for that year. And then, I mean, you know, if we go back and listen to episodes, we can find out. But I mean, the, the, first, the, the first one took forever to come out. They had every imaginable thing go wrong. You know, and, and not even just thinking about the pandemic. I'm just talking about just the way that systems broke, supply chains broke, just everything. It was crazy. So, I mean, it finally, did I finally get the last one last year? Like, it, the 2020 ran into 2021. And then when we finally got the last one, they're like, okay, we're going to take a minute to regroup. And then they opened up um, re-enrollment, I think it was like the last couple months of 2021. So, um, you know, <laughs> this is technically the, um, the, the second year, even though it's happening in its third year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Always, but, always have stories to tell. Well, hell always yeah. Right. And this is, this is certainly one for the history books. But yeah, dude, this is, I, I am, I, I'm really, because I, I was on the fence. I almost didn't subscribe again. Then like last minute, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm so glad I did. It's right great. On. Sounds it's so like great. it. Yeah. 
All right. So what's new with you, man? What's going on? Well, with myself, yeah, I took your, first of all, I kind of took your text to heart about the uh, Dream Widow record. Yeah. Which was, of course, is the fictional band in the Studio 666 movie. Apparently, this self-titled album was that band's, quote-unquote, self-titled unreleased album and all that. Maybe that's kind of a spoiler. That's awesome. For the, for the movie, but that's what this music kind of represents. I did give it a spin. Okay, oh, as soon as good. as soon as I got off the horn with you, I went upstairs and I gave a couple tracks a spin. Okay, I'm sold. Okay, I had to do some running around this morning. Okay, for the wedding. Yeah. That that I spoke of, I had to go and get a fucking tux. I had to get a suit. <laughs> Your cool Uncle Snowy, tomorrow as we speak, is going to be wearing a suit. So I'll be sure to take lots of pictures because there's a lot of people, including every one of our listeners, that are never going to believe that you got me into a monkey suit. But yeah, yeah. So I had to go down to Mr. Suit Shop and go and pick that up. But I figured, okay, while I'm there, right across the street, is Sunrise Records. Oh, how convenient for you. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that. So I was like, ah, oh, twist my arm. Uh, okay, before I do the adulting, let's go and do the, let's get our priorities straight and go to the music shop. Hell yes. Because I want, I want this record. I gave it a spin. You're right, it's fantastic. It's not on the new release rack. Really? Well, what's going on? I go over to the metal section. No, 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 no. I see lots of Dream Theater records. Okay. What's going on here? So I go up to the counter and I say hi to the general manager. She's 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 running the till and all that. What's going on with this record? So she looks it up on her magic box. And, well, it's available digitally today. Well, yeah, I know that. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. You couldn't get it, like, but physically there's, today? There's no physical copies until later on in the year. It's like, no! No, 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 no! All right, all right. Well. How much later? Uh, they, she, she, she didn't have the information. Wow. It was later on in the year. I just... One of these days, I'm just gonna have to walk walk into the store and go to the new release, and there there it will be. I did, it wasn't a total waste of a trip, though. Well, it's never a waste. Of a trip <laughs> I was gonna say year. it's never a waste of a trip yeah. for you, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because I found a um, a blue a Blu-ray of the original 1931 Dracula. No shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like it's a it's a classic movie. I've seen it so many times, and I have it on a streaming service. Ten bucks for the Blu-ray. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. And I checked out the vinyl section, and I picked up myself. I picked up a real sweet ass vinyl that I have in my hot little fists here right now. The double album. From the Justice League movie, the original motion picture soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Music by Danny Elfman. Nice. Yeah, it's a really cool gatefold sleeve. Okay. Double album. Okay. All of the cool songs and all the cool music within the movie. A bonus uh, digital card. 
just some really, really sweet stuff, including, okay, some super sweet blue marble vinyl. When I when I brought it home, huh, and Mrs. Snowy took one look at that, her eyes just widened. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I married a woman that has my love of vinyl as well. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, Is that, you know. You and your love of fancy vinyl has got me looking for fancy vinyl. So I was actually slightly disappointed when the metallic record was just black. Because <laughs> like, now like I get really excited. That's why I had to get that one Iron Maiden in the in like the the blood splatter <laughs> that it was. Like, I oh, love cool. that stuff. Like yeah, you you've definitely influenced me there as well, man. Right on. Right. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad I can be a positive influence in someone's life. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Earlier this week, though, my first uh, trip to the record shops. Um, okay, you might find this kind of hard to believe, but I picked up my first copies of any format of English Dogs and Angel, the 70s, you know, real glam from the late 70s and into the early 80s, Punky Meadows, Angel, the okay. Angel. Okay. Believe it or not, I've never had any of their albums before. I found their self-titled debut and the classic On Earth As It Is In Heaven albums on vinyl. Ten bucks each. Okay, you know what? I have no Angel in my collection. Great classic band. Let's go with that. A little later on that day, I'm in another shop. Horns up to the good folks at Into The Music. And I found a vinyl copy of English Dogs um, Thing with Two Heads, which was a um, available on Candlelight Records and re-released on the Back in Black Im- imprint as well. And it's like, okay, Thing with Two Heads. Okay, like the English Dogs, they they go back. They're they're one of those metal bands that that go back to the mid eighties, early, yeah. early early to mid eighties. You would see English Dogs patches at both punk and metal shows back then like they were they were one of those metal bands like napalm death that kind of crossed over into both worlds but this was actually my first english dogs and it's like okay thing thing with two heads okay i'm sold that's kind of a unique name a real kick-ass cover with a creature two heads and all that english dogs okay today are going through that same bullshit that a lot of bands oh, no. are doing, you know, where this 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 half of the band claims the name, this half of the band claims the name. Well, they decided to, to kind of take the piss out of the whole situation, and the English dogs are the thing with two heads. Ha ha! Oh, that makes part. me so happy. <laughs> it's that great, yeah, yeah. That makes me so happy. It's ridiculous. Like that's. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least, hey, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I grabbed a physical CD copy of the new Midnight album, Let There Be Witchery. Okay, I was thinking, well, maybe we should play this. It's a kick-ass record and all that, but we just, we had them on uh, Mandatory Metal couple episodes ago so we're gonna kind of hold on wait wait for this kick-ass new new record if you're a fan of midnight okay 
and you're not you know you're not fortunate enough to catch them on the obituary tour where you're gonna buy a you know a physical copy from the merch table which i totally suggest that you do if you're not going to run don't walk to your local shop pick it up it's a fantastic record you're you're familiar um you remember the movie heavy metal oh yeah obviously oh, yeah. we talk about it on this show all the time yeah for sure for sure the last segment okay the tarna sex the tarna segment okay with the uh, with the with the blonde the silver with the sword and she was avenging her planet and you know like okay okay the character on the front of the movie on the movie cover that's that's tarna right with that though the heavy metal company okay is keeping that character alive with some comic book miniseries really Right, yeah, yeah. There's there's been a couple so far. I missed out I missed out on both when they were first run, you know, in comic book form. I did catch the first one simply entitled Tarna, okay, because it's available in graphic novel form. Kind of kind of put them all together into one. The funny thing about that is I was waiting for the second one. Okay, and when I saw it, I got all excited. Mrs. Snow is like, wait, what'd you find? You know, well, here it is, here it is. I was waiting for this. The guys at the record shop or the, the comic shop here said, because I found issue six of the six issue miniseries. And I said, uh, would we be able to find the first five? I'm a little late to the party here. And he said, you know what, just wait. It'll be out in graphic novels. I'm sure soon enough. So I'm thinking that's it. No, no. As it turns out, it's the first series. So I have another Tarna graphic novel. I'm 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 waiting on now, and that's just a classic character that just is absolutely timeless. I'm so glad that they're keeping her alive. Have you um? Now, chances are you don't get this down in the U.S., but are you familiar with the TV show Murdoch Mysteries? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. It's a Canadian mystery-type show, kind of Canada's Sherlock Holmes. It's based in where Murdoch is a policeman, a a detective, an investigator in 1900, 1901, 1902 Toronto. Okay. Okay. Okay, at the turn of that century. And it's basically, like I said, it's Sherlock Holmes, a Canadian version of, of Sherlock Holmes. This program, okay, it, 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 it's fantastic. Okay, the writing is really clever. The characters are really cool. And they do work, they do manage to work in historical figures from the past. Okay. That would have been around ballpark that time. Okay. Well, this past episode, the first run, and I've binged this show with 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 the missus. She loves it. I'm kind of I'm kind of in and out. Okay. But yeah, I've seen enough. I know what it's all about. Okay. They announced though that this past week's episode 
Getty Lee of Rush was going to appear. No shit. Yeah. He just had a small role where he played a carriage driver. Okay, where he had to move the characters around. Well, when he introduced himself to Mr. Murdoch, he introduced himself as Thomas Sawyer. No. <laughs> I'm sure every rock fan in Canada was tuning in and we all marked out at that moment. Now, I don't know if he's Tom Sawyer, the literary character grown up, or if they're just making reference to the song by naming this completely different character, Thomas Well, Sawyer. but the song was also referring to the literary character, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So either way, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. We, if it is or not, it doesn't matter. It was a magical moment. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Like literally, all of Canada punched the air at the same time. <laughs> like yes, you know. Like, you betcha. Yeah. yeah. And he was. He really only had a couple lines. He was only on for maybe like thirty seconds and all that. But hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, and still, as, he's today's as, Tom Sawyer. Right, right. Mean means tried, for sure. For sure. Like I said, with this program, there's a lot of emphasis on real life, either literary characters or people from the past. That's so cool, dude. This, this same episode, okay, they were investigating the murder and Lead Belly was framed for it. You mean the blues artist, Lead Belly? The blues Lead artist, Lead Belly, yes. Really? He was... He was a very much. He was a younger version of of Lead Belly. He was only in his early twenties. Okay, now the timeline might be different. He might be. He might have come along a little later. But doing all my due diligence, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Lead Belly would have been ballpark around that time because yeah. didn't he pass away in the fifties? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, and what's this called? The Murdoch Mysteries. The Murdoch Mysteries. I've got to find this. Yes, particularly this episode. It's absolutely fantastic. I knew, I knew, I knew. Once I said "lead belly," your ears were going to perk oh, up. Oh hell yeah, dude! This is the thing, definitely for you. Let's get on to some tunes here because obviously, with tonight's discussion, we're going. The music here is going to. Um, you know, it's going to emphasize, shall we say, the new wave of British heavy metal, for obvious reasons. Available now, fresh on the new release rack, the new Satan record, Earth Infernal, available now. Record came across my desk. Really, really stoked for it. If you're if you're familiar, you know, with modern day Satan, you're definitely going to enjoy this so we're going to get to a track now let's go with the with the first single this is satan with a burning portrait Yeah. 
restlessness As we celebrate the visionaries That lead us into temptation Misery, when you got no hope The end of a rope made the fix You're after tragedy Holds a memory broken bruise Century is a darkened room Clarity looms when you're fading fast Therapy is a shotgun blast away the aforementioned thing with two heads record from the legendary english dogs that is a turn away from the light i didn't even know the english dogs like i think that record came out in 2017 i didn't even know that the dogs went are are like a current thing until just recently when i saw it i thought maybe it was especially when i when i when i flipped it over and I saw it was on the back black imprint. Okay, they re-released an old English dogs because you can't listen to everyone. I try as I might, especially uh, when I was a teenager. And you really, really give it your all. I do. Like I that's do, hashtag truth. I really dropped the ball with my English dogs and my angel. But hey, making up for it this week for sure. And I'm sure in the '80s you made up with it with the British bulldogs. I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs were a fantastic tag team. Um, and one of the few reasons to watch the WWF at any point after the national expansion. Saw them live here in the Winnipeg Arena. Yeah, great times, great times. I I, not once did I think, you know, not once did, did I think I was going to be talking about <laughs> the British Bulldogs on this show. We'll have to go listen on our brother program, uh, Wrestling Night in Canada, to get all of our wrestling goodness. Well, because this week, 
Okay, we want to get in to another really cool British guy. A legendary figure in his own right. Because none other than Bruce Dickinson came through town here. Solo. All by himself. I'm his so spoken, jealous. His spoken word show. And it was quite an experience. Now, you're familiar with the whole, with the concept of the spoken word show. You you know what it is. You've seen that. You've done it. No, I've always wanted to go to a spoken word show, but I typically just go see Rollins talk. Right. Well, that <laughs> would I, I had to, man. I couldn't okay. resist. I'm being <laughs> a total right. smartass. Because, you know, there. Yes. It, it's that kind of night. I'm like one and a half beers in, hopefully going for a third. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. No, no, I get no it. Yeah. I get it. I'm a big fan of spoken word. And honestly, um, I'm a fan of it because of Rollins, right? I've seen mm-hmm. Rollins' spoken word more than anybody. And when Scott Ian came through Pittsburgh doing his, I, I had to go and it was phenomenal. Um, and I am so jealous that Bruce Dickinson didn't come anywhere near me because I would have loved to have heard what he has to say. So yeah. I'm all ears, yeah. man. Like, okay. take it away. Well, let's, let's hear this. It was, it was, it was definitely an experience. Okay, but one of the first things, okay, as soon as I arrived to the venue, and I was the first one there, surprise, surprise, because I kind of got the con- no, I, you? Yeah, I kind of got the, I kind of got the times mixed up. I showed in ha- a half hour before the doors were even going to be opened and all that, so I waited outside way too long. But, okay, that's fine, because they recommend with the whole digital ticket and the ticket on your phone, because... It, I hate to say it, but it 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 it's a corporate show, okay. So, well, what shows kinda, really aren't? Oh, well, I keep forgetting, yours aren't. <laughs> right? Yes, Ninja Cat's not. The shows that Bulldogs aren't, and all that. But anytime you have to deal with Ticketmaster, you know, you got to deal with all the bullshit. And now they are they're going for the paperless ticket, which I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. It's it's on your phone. You got to pull up your phone. You got to make sure your 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 phone doesn't die on you as you're trying to go in. It's just I just don't like it. See, I kind of dig it, but I'm also a technology nerd. Right. You know? Well, I'm definitely not. Like, like I just <laughs> I I really do appreciate it, and then I like that I have something digital I can keep. I I do miss. The good, and when I say good, I mean the crappy paper tickets you would get mm-hmm. um, with Momentos. your local, you know, promoter on it. Um, in Pittsburgh, it was De Caesar Engler was the big one that would do stuff like Kiss and things like that. Ah, and um, yeah, yeah. So, All right. Well, yeah, I ended up, I ended up being the first one there because they recommend that you show up early because of all of this. So just in case there's any problems coming in which when they're already saying that it's like oh god really okay no problems i'm through okay my seat is front row on the first balcony no shit like the like the walker theater the burton Cummings, whatever you want to call it there's the main floor the first balcony and the second balcony 
Okay. Well, I remember back, I don't know, it was about six, six months ago now when tickets go on sale. That's another thing I hate about these fucking corporate rock shows. Tickets, they announce like six, eight months in advance. And if you don't have you don't have the money to buy a ticket right then and there, you're sitting in the nosebleeds. And it's oh, just, yeah. a, it, it, it's a racket. I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'll, I was afraid because I couldn't, I couldn't um, buy the ticket through the interwebs i couldn't do it right when they went on sale i had to wait a couple hours okay now so i'm afraid okay it's bruce dickinson in a theater okay this is going to sell out fast oh that's exactly what i'd be thinking so i'm i'm nervous but when i when i finally got online when i when when i was able to get on and i saw the kick-ass ticket and how many kick-ass seats were still left i'm kind of like What's going on here? Is anyone coming to this show? Is, is there any interest in Bruce Dickinson's spoken word? Because, I, like I said, I got this wicked seat. When I got to the venue, I was the first one up on the first balcony, and there's no one there. I'm kind of a wise guy right, right no, there. The, you? Right there, the usher is, hi, how's it going? Where is your seat? Can I help you? I'm looking around to the to the empty balcony. I'm like, hey, I'm the first one here. Do I, do I get a prize <laughs> or something? Like, where, where, I'm number one. Where's my prize? All right. Well, sorry, sir. We, can't really, we don't really have anything. I made that person's night. I think I said this last episode, always be the highlight of someone's day. Agreed. And, and I think I did. So I had this kick-ass seat. Okay. As this show is commencing, though, I notice that there's no one up in the top balcony. Everyone from the top has been relocated to the second. Rock on. Because the second balcony is only about two-thirds, or the first balcony is only about two-thirds full. The main floor is only two-thirds floor. Really? Full. Why is nobody going to see Bruce Dickinson? Like, it's fucking Bruce Dickinson, okay? Uh, he can read the phone book, and I will go. <laughs> well, okay? So I, I'm really curious. Like, do you think this is because of COVID? I think what this is, because I've actually spoken, I, I, you know, as just talking to some well, they're they're more they're more normies now, but talking to a, a couple guys at work, and I think they fairly represent what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're like, okay, is what's going on? Is he playing? No, it's a spoken word. Well, what does that mean? Oh shit, they don't get it. Yeah. Oh, well, I what, didn't even think about that. What does what what does that mean? Okay, well, basically, it's just going to be him, a microphone, and he's going to tell stories. What, he's just talking? And you're going to pay for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. And so I said, yeah, it's going to be great. It's Bruce Dickinson that we're talking about. Imagine the stories this guy's going to tell. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And it's going and to span so many things. It is. It is, which I'm kind of going to get into those 
soon enough. So these guys, they kind of hemmed and hawed and, well, no, I don't want to spend any money to go watch the guy's song. Yeah, yeah, because you could probably take that same amount of money and waste it on booze at some bar that you're going to go to this this weekend no 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 that that just doesn't that just doesn't fly with me when i spoke to those same guys the next night they or the next day after the show they're like they asked me how it was you had a good time yeah yeah i start giving a few details and they they go yeah sounds like it was pretty cool I bet you you had a lot of really cool stories to tell and all that. I'm like, well, yeah. If, if you're if if you're a Maiden fan, okay, this is kind of a must see. Oh, so yeah. I had, I had no I had no sympathy for these guys that are kicking themselves. No, or or or, or anyone. Okay, because one of the things throughout the evening where he kind of dropped that there's going to be more touring with Maiden. Okay, and you got to remember this guy, he's in his 60s now. Yeah. Okay, he's, he's in his mid 60s. Maiden is only going to do this for so long. So they're going to get some more touring in and he announced he's got another solo record kind of akin to Accident at Birth. No kidding. Yeah, no. yeah. So oh. there's going to be, you know, going to be more Maiden tour. There's going to be Bruce Dickinson's solo records. The guy's only got so many years there might not be another opportunity to see this. This might be oh, the yeah. one and only tour that the guy does. Yeah. So this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's it's definitely you kind of got to be there. If you're kind of on the fence, well, do I want to spend a concert ticket on just someone sitting up this standing up there and talking and yes they're, yes they're, you they're do. Not doing it. yes you do because people today will spend well over a hundred dollars to see a comedian these days i didn't even think about that yeah and and it's kind of the same it's it's kind of the same thing but it's not like with with this show it was a nice mix of humor because the guy's got wicked comedic timing oh yeah Okay, and the guy's been—he's the rock, a rock and roll legend. He's got stories to tell, and just the way he pulls it off. Okay, it's more akin to Rollins than, say, Jello Biafra, who I've seen lots of his spoken word. And he's—he's he's a little bit different. Biafra gets into the political stuff as well. It's—it's it's a different horse, and chances are. Out of these three artists that do the spoken word, you're the most interest to see live would be Dickinson. So you definitely have to be there. Oh, yeah, dude. Because he goes deep. And by deep, he starts the show talking about him being himself being born. This is how wow. back he goes. So, okay, before I go any further, yeah, I'm going to put this out now. I don't know if the tour is going on still. Okay. I don't know how many more dates or where they are or what's going on. So, spoiler alert. Okay. Because we're going to be getting into this. And if you've got tickets, if he's 
uh, if he's still on tour, coming to your town, you might want to fast forward a bit. Do you fast forward podcast? Is that what it's called? You might want to skip ahead. <laughs> you might want to skip ahead, or you just might want to stop here and then pick this episode back up after, you know, Brucey Boy has come through your town. So, lots of warning right now. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And remember, if you live in South Carolina, you're not going to see it. So, keep listening. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I get to live vicariously through you. That means that the world is getting close to being right again. There we go. The world is, yes, yes. If if Snowy's actually able, <laughs> able to get out and do all this fun stuff, then yeah, the the world is definitely coming back. Like I said, he, he made some jokes about first being born, he got into his childhood, going to a bo- all-boys boarding school. At a very young age. So did this, well, first, I guess, have you read his biography? No, no, and I should. Well, it sounded like the spoken word kind of followed it, and somebody else did that, where they released their biography, and then they went and did a spoken word on it. Okay. Is it Dave Grohl, possibly? But but I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, is it him talking about basically like the same stuff in his biography, but probably like elaborating different ways. Even, mm. even though I've read the book, I'd go see it. I'd oh, love yeah. to hear him talk about it. So, sorry, keep going. Yeah. One of the things, one of the deep dives on his on this show that I wanted to know more about, because, yes, we, we know about Maiden, obviously, and when he showed up and what record it was and, you know, and from the number of the beast, which, by the way, um, I forgot to mention at the top of the hop, I'm enjoying my Lemmy's. Now, normally it's in my Motorhead mug. Yes. But I brought out the number of the Beast mug, particularly for this episode. So, Very yes. Very appropriate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yes, we know all this stuff, or at least for the most part, you know, from the moment for the number of the Beast. I want to know stuff about Samson. I want to know about Bruce Bruce. <laughs> yeah. That that that's a part. Yeah, like everyone knows who Samson is, okay? To a degree, I guess. Okay. And his goofy name of Bruce Bruce. I wanted to know how that came about, how he met, you know, Paul Samson, how he met Thunderstick. Okay. And how <laughs> how, how Samson, yeah. <laughs> how Samson came to be because they predate no no actually maiden and samson were um they were in amongst the new wave of british heavy metal scene yeah they were contemporaries they were contemporaries at 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 the time for sure for sure but that's kind of an area that i wanted to know about and when when bruce bruce you know, went in, went, went into all that. I'm like, oh yeah, there was a couple of times I actually cheered out loud. <laughs> That's okay, awesome. when when they mentioned the word Samson, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is the stuff that I'm here for. All that. So yeah, not going to go into too many details and and all that because it's just something that hopefully people will will get a chance to experience. 
themselves. It's went on into talking about coming into the maidenfold, you know, yeah. and everything, everything that kind of went went with that. That's that's what when people really started to perk up, shall shall we say? I mean, as soon as the guy comes on, every, everyone goes crazy and all that. Once you start getting into the maiden stuff and all that, that's when everyone starts cheering. That's when everyone starts getting into it. And yeah, yeah, this they weren't. He wasn't like we 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 know. Okay an idea of things okay when this happened when that happened when this happened we know that it happened and we get a few details but when the guy is going into details okay like uh, <laughs> that's a little more than just what metal forces magazine is able to tell you okay it really it really was a moment you know like when grandpa pull up a chair kids and some stories okay that that's that that that's what it was like except on a much on a much larger scale he went into becoming a um airline pilot I was, that's what i was going to ask you about because that that's what, yeah that's something i really want to hear him talk about uh because i mean it, it's so funny like two things that i loved as a kid would be boats and airplanes you know, I, I don't think you can get further opposite, <laughs> right, than the sky That's and the right. sea. But like, mm -hmm. I, I, I love that sort of stuff. And, oh, um, for sure. And I, I would love to hear him talk about the the flight stuff because in his in his biography, he, um, well, autobiography, I guess the, the better term, but he talks about like the old biplanes and just some of this, you know what it takes to fly one of those. I'm like, oh, I. I love to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Some of the stories he told about about becoming a um, a, a commercial pilot, but he was talking about as well flying. And I don't know all the plane terminologies and all that, but he told a story at the beginning of the show about his uncle. Who flew in the Second World War? Oh no way! I want to say yeah. His uncle was a pilot, a man that he really ad admired growing up. And as he became an adult, okay, and became a pilot and was flying all of these wicked, well, planes. I'm trying to look for the the proper terms because you you have the commercial jetliners. And then you have the small jets and all that. Right. Okay. He was talking about this one time. I can't remember what island it was. I'm just going, I'm free balling here. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to go off the top of my head. I can't remember what island it was on, but he, it was a really big moment in his life when he landed on a runway on this specific island, the same runway that that uncle of his did about 50 years earlier no shit. and it's like oh, wow so cool. oh my god i just, <laughs> I just wow. wow okay <laughs> i could af after that story and there there was still about an hour and a half to go or so after that story i i i was i was done i definitely 
would have been happy. Got into um, taking up fencing and his start with that, and how he's he's he he never made the British fencing team for the Olympics, but he was on the squad. Really, which means that there was three people on the team, probably the three best fencers in all of England. Oh yeah. Okay. And then you had about twelve guys on the squad. Well, he was on the squad. He was on the squad, but still, okay. Wow. Like, well, yeah. Like, just, just okay. He wanted to be an airline pilot, and he did it. He took an interest in fencing, okay, because we said when he was a kid, you know, characters, you know, like D'Artagnan. The Three Musketeers and all that. He really dug all that stuff, which which I did as a kid too. So like I can really, I can really appreciate, you know, all of these stories. So it's just like everything that this guy wanted to do, and when he put his mind to it, he did. You know, it's 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 a pretty inspirational story. Well, it's and when you think the, about the things that he's done like being a pilot and not just like a commercial jet pilot but like he can fly like the old biplanes and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. you know other things and then fencing like can you get more british you know what i mean like, <laughs> it's right. it's almost like like uh-huh. he's like no you know what i'm gonna be 115 percent british mm-hmm. um like it just he it's like every stereotype I've ever had of somebody who's English, he does, <laughs> you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They like he's 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 never hidden his Britishness in our old um, in our old hockey rink. OK, we had this really ugly picture of the queen. OK, you know, in the sports arenas, you had the, the flags up in the in the rafters and all yeah. that. We had this really ugly one of the queen. The Queen of England? The Queen of England, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember which maiden tour was it, but old Bruce saw this picture, and I knew, I knew when he looked up and he saw it, I knew, I knew, because I'm familiar with this uh, fucking ugly picture as well, okay? I knew that got his attention, and he actually, while Steve Harris is playing, okay, he actually poked Steve on the shoulder pointed up to this ugly picture, and you just saw Steve like nod his head, like he saw, <laughs> he he saw it too. It's like quit, quit bugging me. I saw the fucking ugly picture, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just weird how those little things. So you remember? What? So why why do you guys saw the picture of the Queen up? Well, we're part of the Commonwealth still. I imagine still. Okay, of, this of was, England? Yeah, this was how many this was nineteen ninety, I guess. Okay. So I, Canada was, is still technically part of England? I well, we're part of the Commonwealth, I think. I don't know. Okay, now I need to look this up. It's all all that shit doesn't mean nothing to me. Like I, I have I don't care about the queen. You know, I don't want her to die or anything. But, oh, see, I I do, but my grandmother uh, was Scottish. Uh, okay, okay. Like we did have one of the queens did 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 die the night that the the uh, the British uh, grindcore band Doom was in town. What queen? Because the Queen oh, of I, England is like Elizabeth. I swear she's immortal. She's a vampire. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's just the whole idea of, you know, having a, a king or a queen and the prince and all that. That just... Uh, I'm a punk rock Canadian, man. What do you want? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, without the um, the crown, would we have the Sex Pistols? Uh, well, yeah, because they, there was a lot of vitriol and a lot of inspiration, you know. So we, we definitely have to give them that. Speaking of the Queen, this was a wicked story that I don't, I don't mind sharing. Oh, okay. When Iron Maiden met the Queen... And I can't remember when when it was. It had to have been during Maiden's heyday, probably in the you know as the as the late eighties were pushing, and they were brought before the Queen, you know, and they were given instructions how to talk, how don't do this, don't say that, and all that. Well, the Queen actually asked Bruce Dickinson, "So what do you do?" Well, we're in a heavy metal band. Heavy metal? What's that? Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't even buy that. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I kind of do. I don't. Because I'm I'm sure that there are people from the old country that are old enough. Like, they might know who Metallic is. Okay? But, uh, you know, just the the term heavy metal just might be so foreign to them like i'm sure there are people you know in the middle east somewhere you well, know, yeah but not Italy queen Africa. elizabeth well yeah it seemed it seemed a little far-fetched it was funny as hell oh yeah oh but, yeah it's, it's it's a great story but i'm not seemed, buying it it's just but there i don't know there is something to that 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 could be true because here's this this old bag that probably doesn't know anything outside of her castle <laughs> yeah so who knows who knows hey she served in world war ii man you know like i i know there there is the perception of royalty especially with with the fucking tabloid circus it is today mm-hmm. but queen elizabeth she's not somebody to fuck with is, like, was that who was queen on, elizabeth the second that, that's who is the oh, current okay. queen of england that would have been the queen they would be in front of yeah um, okay queen elizabeth the second and she yeah yeah she she's a force of nature um, she's, I think, so far outlived any monarch. <laughs> like, like I think, I, I think that's she's got like the record right now for holding the throne, mm-hmm. or or close to it, something like that. Like, yeah, she's um, <clears throat> she's ridiculous in in the best possible way. I mean, it's Queen Elizabeth II. You know, like like. I okay. mean, honestly, like she's as big of a rock star to me as Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't right. believe that at that time she would not have known heavy metal because uh, you know, okay, well, I like, like, you she's, know she's pretty plugged in. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. It, but yeah, yeah, it just kind of made for a hell of a story. Oh hell yeah! I mean, it, it, like it it's a great good. story. Yeah, yeah. As the evening kind of progressed, um, he he did end up taking a, just a quick little in you know um, intermission because it was three hours. 
Okay, like you, you, I got my ninety dollars worth. Oh yeah, you know that's great <laughs> for my kick-ass seat. So yeah, for they had about a fifteen inter- intermission for about five of those up on the big screen on the stage. They aired what they said was a different version of the writing on the walls video. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, the only this isn't available on YouTube. The only people, you know, seeing this right now are you people right now and all that. So it's like, oh, okay, well this is this is definitely worth it. So I do need to give Bruce shit for taking an intermission because Henry will talk for three hours straight um without water yeah (laughs) he just goes he doesn't pause like he is the energizer bunny so you know better luck next time bruce (laughs) (laughs) which which that's going to be the next thing coming up in may big hank is coming here to the park theater he's coming through here and i'm not sure if there's still tickets or not but I, i i keep going back and forth on it i've seen him here once and right. it's great because the venue he plays is a really cool, old, intimate venue. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm like, oh, you know, and, and I know, like, if, if I don't see the show, this he'll like die the next day You're, or something, yeah. you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm on the fence, but it just with with all the different restrictions and regulations, I never know which way the wind's blowing around here. And that, that's right. what, and that's kind of what I was going to ask about, you know, the um, uh, Dickinson show not being sold out. Because that, that blows my mind. Like, I, I can't imagine a world where Bruce Dickinson telling stories doesn't sell out, you know? Right. Well, um, yeah. Well, like, like I said, it's like people, you know, even just a, a Bruce Dickinson solo music show isn't going to sell out a 1500 seat theater and it's it's a it's a sad state of it's a sad state of affairs because if you say bruce dickinson solo well you're you're not going to get number of the beast you're not going to get the trooper you're you're not going to get can i play with madness you know you're going to get his solo material which is the way it should be and is there a big demand for that? Like, okay, musical connoisseurs like yourself, like myself, like I'm sure the majority of our listeners, okay, they would love to see Bruce Dickinson in a, in a, you know, in an intimate venue. Yeah. Like, like, like a theater. And I'm sure the majority of our listeners, okay, would be familiar with a lot of his solo work. And, and all that. But Joe and Jane Average Maiden fan. Okay, and I'm talking about the people that were Maiden fans in the 80s. Right. But once the 90s came along. Forgot Maiden life, existed. Yes. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of those fans. But Maiden comes back, okay, and does a live show as the band. Okay, and doing all the hits. It's nostalgia. Oh, look at this. I'm young again. I can go to a show. I can do yeah. that. You know, and I think I think that's where that's kind of where the problem lies, for the lack of a better expression, the problem. 
Well, you know what I would like to see? Like, speaking of, like, Dickinson Solo or something like that, I would love to see, like, Dickinson and, honestly, whatever band he could put together. But I, I would like it to be, like, some older dudes. I don't want it to be, like, a whole bunch of young dudes. Mm-hmm. I want it to be some a bunch of dudes his age, you know. Um, hopefully they've been playing the whole time, but... You know, they don't necessarily have to be part of another famous band. But think about if you could get, like, Dickinson, say the guitarist of Def Leppard, right? Um, okay. The drummer from, well, let's see here. Who's, who's Fuck, Charlie Bernate. We'll, we'll say the drummer from Anthrax. And, you know, I don't even know on bass. But, like, you just get these guys together and... They just be like, hey, let's do some fun, like, influence songs. Let's do just do covers. Like, I would love to see those guys pay tribute to their favorite artists. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I would get so much out of that because, like, and I, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but like, Dean Del Rey, pre pandemic, every year was putting on a, um, an ACDC tribute show. And, you know, he knows rock stars, so he gets an insane lineup of musicians every year. Like, cream of the crop musicians, right? Mm -hmm. And it is so much fun to watch these musicians that I love. Like, I love them. I love the music that they write. And to watch them geek out and get so serious about trying to figure out this ACDC stuff. Like um, the one year he had Scott Ian there, and Scott Ian's a huge ACDC fan, loves Malcolm Young, mm-hmm. and Scott showed up with his Malcolm Young signature guitar. And it's just great to watch Scott Ian geeking out on ACDC because we know he can play Anthrax, we know he can play a gazillion mile an hour. But to watch him just geek out and look for every little detail because he loves it so much, it's like, yeah, that's the shit I want to see. Because that's that's a different type of musician right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll climb off my soapbox. Uh, look, well, kind of get this going through your head. Yeah. Okay, like, just a, simple con- just a simple conversation just brings on the inspiration. Here is a great discussion subject you know, kind of get this going through your head. Are all star bands who we would get together? You know, for an all for an all star band, and what what songs and artists that they would pay tribute to? Get that going through your yeah. head. That would be. Uh, I think I think we could come up with a lot of fantastic stuff with that. He kind of wrapped up the show with his question and answer segment. And I, I didn't I didn't know exactly how they were going to go about this. Okay, um, you, you, we kind of like when we're talking about it when they first announced it. Okay, we were thinking, is there going to be a host going around with a mic? Do you get the opportunity to ask a question live right there on the spot and all that? Well, it wasn't that. It came out after the inf- after after the the intermission with a um, handful of cards and i guess i didn't see this it's a definitely a missed opportunity on my part but um he came out with a handful of cards which had some questions written 
by people that showed up. Hmm. You know, and I I totally missed it. I didn't know what was going on at first. I was thinking, okay, that it was it was all a work. Okay, these were questions that they already planned out ahead of time as kind of a catalyst to get to a story because with every question asked he would have an answer to it and kind of a little story about it so i'm thinking okay this is why you know like this is all sort of a work to use a pro wrestling terminology it's just all part of the show found out afterwards though on facebook a good buddy of mine john here from the music scene Okay, he was there in the building without telling me he was there. I would have caught up with him. We would have had a beer, John. Okay, he actually got a uh, one of those cards signed by Dickinson himself oh, after that's the show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Turns out it was a real thing. I just, I just, I just kind of missed the boat on it. Okay, one of those rock and roll regrets, which is too bad because. You know, this is like I said, this is it. This is going to be probably be a once in a lifetime thing. And they kind of answered my question. I wanted to, him to get into how he got the name Bruce Bruce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what because that's because that's dumb. <laughs> oh, it's beautifully <laughs> it's, dumb. It's like Jimmy James and like all those other kind of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I figured there was a story there. That's the question that I would have asked. Okay, how did you come up with this name, Bruce Bruce? Well, apparently, one of the few royalty checks that he got from the Samson Records. Okay, because here's you know it's not like that band was you know you know raking in the bucks. And he went into a deep dive about Samson, about um, just life on the road with no money, no one at shows, you know, like it, it's the old story. Like, if you're a musician, you, 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 you can definitely relate to this. So one of the few royalty checks that the guy did get for his records, one was made out to Bruce Bruce. Uh, well... I can't cash this. I can't do, you know, like I need a new check here and, here and all that. So, so that, that name because of that fuck up, which I don't know how you could do that. Okay. That, that, that kind of stuck. I know. love stuff like that. And that's honestly <laughs> similar to how Jerry only got his name. Cause, okay. cause I was like, you know, cause Jerry only it's a, crazy name and it goes mm-hmm. with the look and everything but how it happened was something similar where he um he, he, for the first like misfits record um he gave his name and they spelled his last name wrong because i can't remember what his last name is but it's not easy to spell and so he says it's just it's jerry you know they're like what do you want on this one it's like jerry only jerry and so <laughs> they put jerry only jerry only yeah, yeah. it's just the same thing with the band a a ruby the hatchet okay they were supposed to be called Barry the hatchet <laughs> okay okay and, and someone somewhere misprinted a flyer or something and the ruby the hatchet kind of stuck and the very first time i'd heard of this band i'm like okay there's a story to this 
and it probably has something to do with Barry. And then sure enough, when I when I heard the story, it's like, yeah, I called it. I definitely called it. Well, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, like this, this was definitely a once in a lifetime show. I left. I left happy. I left happy. I definitely got my money's worth, which which I knew I was going to. You know, this is uh, my dad always said, always have stories to tell and when you are an artist like Mr. Dickinson you are just throughout your career and then everything you've done you are going to have stories to tell and I wish more artists would do this oh did I lose you now I'm still here oh, now oh. I keep going okay. yeah yeah hey, I've, I've been here for every word uh, okay. <laughs> okay okay but that was kind of, that that was kind of it that's my deep dive into this amazing show it really has me looking forward to seeing big hank once again okay gonna came time okay wanted to play some music to kind of represent this talk well playing some maiden that's a little too on the nose. How about some Samson? Mm. Okay, that sounds good. So I'm going through Samson's discography and trying to decide which track we should augment this wicked discussion with. When I discovered that Mr. Thunderstick, okay, put out his own solo album in 2017. Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which I had no idea. I had no, I had no idea of the existence of this record until just yesterday, as we speak. Well, I gave it a spin, and I said that one. I think it's very apropos right now. If we were to drop a track from the mighty Thunderstick, the original drummer of samson from the something wicked this way comes record this is dark night black light
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
I said I said we were going to be a little heavy on the new wave of British heavy metal. That is Trespass, another band that kind of had their heyday back in the day that are still doing it, still showing the youngins exactly how it's done. From their Footprints in the Rock album from 2018, that was a momentous, great stuff, great stuff. I love, I love how these bands, you know, are still doing it. The Mighty Cloven Hoof. Okay, we've had we had Lee 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 Payne on the show, and I'm a big fan of theirs. Going back to the new wave of British heavy metal days and all that, they just dropped a new album, Time Assassin, and it's pretty fucking great. I don't know why we haven't played it yet. Maybe we'll get Mr. Payne back on and play it and play it then but it's just yeah all these bands they never went away they may have had some time off but now they're back doing it better than ever it's fantastic it's it's a new wave of british heavy metal all over in, instead of 1982 it's it's 2022 great stuff great stuff hopefully years from now we will be talking in this, you know, as we're putting over all of these great new or all these great new wave of British heavy metal bands, you know, we will be talking the same with tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Probably should have went across the pond, shall we say, for tonight's indie spotlight. But when this really cool L.A. thrash band came to my attention, another snowy discovery, shall we say, main meaning I was pissing around on Bandcamp, and found Ravage Realm. Now, who Ravage Realm are? Really cool band. Their latest release, Realm of the Unknown, available now. And here is a band that's kind of channeling that 80s Sepultura sound and vibe. A lot of good influences from the likes of Sodom and Destruction. You'll hear like a really cool modern take on that classic sound. I gave it one spin. I said, oh, this is the band. So without further ado, on tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is L.A.'s Ravage Realm with State of Mind.
ravagerealm.bandcamp.com or of course facebook.com slash ravage realm really really good stuff yeah i got i got halfway through one track dude and i knew i knew okay this is some really cool stuff i wish you were with me here last weekend for this Bruce Bruce Dickinson. Oh, show. I do too. It, it, we, I, I think I think we would have had a really good time. And I want to say, you know, hello and horns up to everyone, everyone that did. I don't. I don't. Wait, it, it's not taking a chance for me, but for probably a lot of those people, it's the definitely you know their first spoken word show. Probably still not a hundred percent on you know what they were going to see and all that but for those that did take a chance and, tr- and try to do something different expose themselves to something different good for you good for you and i'm glad everyone had a fantastic time but the clock on the wall here it's time is telling us it's time to bring this crazy train in to the station to go on out Extreme Records recently re-released the classic Sentinex record, Reborn Through Flame. That's a really good record. We'll go out on the track Resurrected if you like your cool um, Swedish death metal. Sentinex were are definitely the band. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.com org go there that's the stuff that's where all the episodes past present and future will be i hate when i take a deep breath and then i lose my thought but <laughs> um you can also go to facebook.com slash rad metal um i am like making it a point um because you know i opened the metallica record on the air tonight and I took pictures as it was sitting here. I'm making a point to try to post those on Instagram at mm-hmm. radmetal666 uh, when this episode drops. So, Snowy, you got to keep me honest. We we gotta 
we got to come up with a system so we get better at that because, you know, times like this where we've got this sweet-ass vinyl, mm-hmm. like I can't wait to put the pictures up for, for everything that's in this because this, this, was, this was really nice. It was, mm-hmm, it was definitely. I'm super excited to give it a listen to. But so at Red Metal 666 for Instagram, um, you can check us out on iTunes, Spreaker. Pretty much if you can find a podcast, we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are like the glitter of the internet. Just when you think you're rid of us, we you, we turn up somewhere <laughs> else, right? Um, but thanks to the fine folks at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, we are also on Spotify, and so is Neil Young. The band didn't last long, <laughs> but um, we're there on Spotify. And if you go to ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, you can see a host of fantastic podcasts. Lifestyle podcast, wrestling podcast. There's this other crazy one called a wrestling night in Canada. Hmm. Uh, one host sounds like Snowy, the other host sounds like Ducky. It's crazy. It's just so weird, yeah. you know. Yeah, good looking guys. Yeah, the, the, it's the whole Canadian cloning technology, you know. <laughs> but um, so so yeah, so check all that stuff out. Right on, right on. Um, once again, yeah, thank you so much dude for sitting and listening to my ranting and raving about that until the next time in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a scream for me winnipeg episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off <laughs>